0: The Lombardi trophy anymore because he, he catch it. No, he uh, I don't think he was the one that caught it. I think it. he did. Oh, did he? Yeah, well, he had this interview because he um, apparently he dented one of the ones that they won <laughs> in New <laughs> of England. He did. He's like, Yeah, I don't, I don't know, uh, touch them anymore. Because, the NFL uh,
1: probably had him sign something to say, up, oh, you know,
0: and uh, Punk smash.
1: He uh, (laughs) He literally,
0: he, he like blamed it on like Julian Edelman. It was like, it's really funny. If you find it, you got to watch it. Cause I was like, I was like, oh my God, this is something Gronk would do. That's great. (laughs) All right, everybody. So if you were listening to that little bit of conversation, which was part of a much larger conversation, you are listening to episode 66 of the fantasy timeline, a proud member of the dynasty addicts podcast network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I'm with my main man Bill as Super Duper Flex. Bill, how you doing, man?
1: Uh, doing good. Uh, just uh, enjoying the aftermath of the Super Bowl, which was really a boring Super Bowl in my opinion. But um, you know, now it's on to uh, Dynasty and just trying to get all my leagues sorted now and ready for the new league year. How you doing?
0: I'm I'm doing good, man. Um, Feel a little bit differently about the Super Bowl than I think the majority of people out there, but we'll, we'll I'm sure bring that up many many times throughout this episode. So if you're watching us on YouTube, which uh, I highly suggest you do if you can, you see a very attractive man with us. That is our guest for this week, Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF. Andrew, how you doing, man?
2: I'm doing great, Josh. Have it yourself.
0: Uh, can't complain, man. Can't complain. the The NFL season is over, but us us Dynasty guys, we are in this three sixty five. So this is just a, another day on the calendar for us. Especially now that if you are a if you play on any of the MFL leagues, you uh, you had the nice little turnover there. Now now it's set. You know what picks you actually have. It's not just a name. It's an actual number next to it. So now the, the real frenzy can begin as we start inching closer and closer to uh, rookie drafts and the NFL draft and free agency and all of that fun stuff. So, uh, you know, the news, the news was the Super Bowl. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you saw the game most likely if you're watching us. It was a uh, it was a blowout. Um, I think that if, uh, there's one thing we learned, offensive lines do matter. Uh, it showed in that game when Patrick Mahomes ran for almost 500 yards, uh, before actually, uh, throwing the ball, <laughs> uh, it just shows that, uh, when you lose four of your offensive linemen, it might be a little bit difficult to not only throw, but run, which the chiefs didn't do much of either. Um, but i enjoyed it because um you know the bucks played a good game uh you know uh it, you know it was you know the chiefs had a lot going on they had all the offensive line troubles they had the the issue with uh their linebacker's coach which you know everybody knows about so they they had some things that kind of weren't working in their favor but it just was like it, it was the, the cherry on top of a 2020 season, which a lot of people said war- wasn't going to happen. You know, we were really kind of at the start of a pandemic, a global pandemic. And people were like, I don't think they're going to do it. I, I don't think we're going to have a season, uh, you know, and then they announced they were going to have a season and then it was okay. Games are going to end up getting canceled and moved around and, you know, they're not going to be able to finish the season. And, they finished the regular season, made it through the playoffs, and this was kind of the you know the exclamation point at the end of the twenty twenty season, which uh you know I was happy about so even though it wasn't the most competitive game I've ever seen uh you know i'm I'm glad it happened I'm glad uh you know we were able to watch an entire season, play an entire season of fantasy and uh and do that so. Now that I, I've said my piece about the Super Bowl and why I was actually happy to see it, even though it was a blowout, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to the timeline. So uh, this first one here, um, I don't know if you if anybody knows this guy, but this is from, an Andrew Hall FF at Andrew Hall F Um, actually, it was I love when I find uh, tweets by our guests, and especially good tweets like this by our guests because. Uh, you know, I like uh, I like things that uh, that make you think. So this is a uh, team A sends calculator results to team B to show why the trade was fair. I'm not saying calculator should be considered the lone arbiter of value, but sending trade calculator results as part of a negotiation is generally considered uh, a dick move or pointless, and or a fair slash part of trade talks. So, you know. Sending the trade calculator, is it cool? Is it not cool? Um, Bill, I want I want you to start this one off. Uh, cool or not cool? Uh,
1: I think it's fine. Like it, it, it all depends on how the person that's receiving it is wired. Um, I think if somebody's a little bit more, you know, somebody who naturally gets insulted by bad trade offers, people who, you know feel like certain things are questioning their intelligence, you know, that sort of thing. Like it just kind of depends on, I think, how you're wired. So like for me with trades, most of the time, I'm just like, yeah, this is ridiculous. Like regardless of what, um, you know, regardless of what you're thinking, like nobody's gonna, it would be a counterpoint to somebody to say that's a ridiculous trade and then you show it and then it's like, well, this doesn't believe that's the case. Um, so, I guess it was really just how the tool is used in response to something. Um, but I'm okay with it. Like, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I would just say, okay, well, yeah, I see that. And I feel like this asset is overstated in the calculator. And that's why we have a disconnect, you know, something like that. So, um, I'm definitely in the fair um, part of it. I'm, I'm not going to get mad. I don't think it's a dick move unless there's kind of a uh, maybe some spice to the conversation already. And people are a little like heated. um then it it could be construed as a dick move,
0: yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you you said, Bill. Um, I, I I think it's pointless, and the and the reason why is if you've sent me a trade offer and I've responded to you and said, "Hey, like, not you know, I really don't think this is the trade for me. I, I don't think this is really even, you know, I, I like, you know, player a in this deal maybe a little bit more than you do or whatever showing me a, a calculator doesn't really change my opinion like the calculator says that player a is worth 10 points cool but if i think the player is worth 15 points i don't really care what the calculator has to say because that's just my per and i could be wrong by the way it's not just because well, i have a feeling it's I'm all play-
1: opinion right it's right. not right. Yep. you know right if
0: if I think, uh, you know, let's just, uh, you know, random example. If I think DJ Moore is going to be a top three wide receiver next year, and the trade calculator has him more as like a twelve to fifteen receiver, obviously there's going to be a disconnect in in the value. So I think most of the times it's pointless because people have their their own feelings on a variety of different players. You know, Bill and I have disagreed on players before in the past, and You know, I always say like those disagreements usually can help maybe make a trade go down because if Bill likes a guy, I'm a little bit lower on a guy. Well, you know, he might come to me and say, hey, like you have this guy in your squad, you know, let's let's try to get something done. And I'll probably be a little bit more, you know, willing to move that guy because I don't I don't. But, you know, if we're not agreeing, we're not agreeing the trade calculator isn't going to all of a sudden shine this light in my eyes that says, Oh my God, the way I thought about this was wrong the whole time. And now this calculator is showing me the right way. I normally don't think it's a dickish move unless like Bill said, there's kind of that intent. There have been words said that have kind of shown it some more it's, but in the pointless category, but I also don't think it is necessarily something to be insulted by maybe even if the person sending it is saying hey like this is this is kind of why i thought that why i thought this deal might work i wanted to show this to you like understand it may not get it done but like i just want to you know so that you don't think that i'm trying to either rip you off or you know uh maybe buy something at a steep discount i, I so could, it, if it's presented that, that way, I could understand that totally. That's
2: exactly it. And so I, I want to jump in here because mm-hmm. you guys are making great points. That the there was a tweet before that in the thread that I think a lot of people missed because the poll was all that got retweeted. Yeah. And the idea was, I sent someone a trade. It was for, it was a pick that I was sending a third round pick for two scrub players. Right. It's not a big deal trade. It's not one of those <laughs> you know Barkley for seventeen guys. It's not one of those. You know what I mean? Like well the trade no it it's it's a little tiny trade and i got the response back are you serious you gotta be kidding me and then like via via chat i was like that is that is a bad trade and i'm like hey wh- i'm just trying to start the talks you know what i mean like it's mm. a little tiny trade i didn't mean to offend and so i sent i it just in my head i was like well so if i send the trade calculator screenshot just to be like here's where my thoughts were it's not changing your mind i that to me i think is a difference of opinion too I." You, you're never going to change somebody's mind by sending a calculator. It, it, it's never happened, right? Like that's not what they're for, right? I use them to try to build trades that I think are even, or that can get at least start the talk as a starting point. And I think that's kind of where it comes off as a dick move to some, because I'm trying to change your mind. It's like, no, I'm not. I know that's not what they're for. There are also multiple of them. They're also always behind, right? They're never accurate to the moment. They, just, they can't be so, uh, for instance, uh, t- was it a uh, Heineke just got signed, right? His value is probably next to nothing. But then when he gets signed, his value goes up by some unknown amount, right? So if he gets signed, I now, if I have him in a league, I might value him more than I did yesterday myself, right? That's not even a calculator that tries to find the market value, which is impossible. So I almost always use it as a starting point. And then I, I come back with it at the end and be like, hey, I wasn't trying to be rude. I'm not trying to rob you. I'm not trying to one up you. Here was my thought process. I agree that we're on the wrong page. That's fine. I'm just trying to show you where I'm coming from so that you don't think I'm an idiot and don't know what I'm doing or that I'm trying to fleece you or something like that's kind of the thought process was more of a, hey, here's where I'm at. Not you should change your mind. Right. That's that's the difference in my opinion. And That's what I think the trade poll, the, the poll itself got a little bit people got heated because some people like Bill was saying, some people are just wired that way or they're like, go after yourself. That's just how they're wired. That's okay.
1: (laughs) Well, and I think that like, you know, the fact that he's like, are you serious? Like that would have like led me to go, all right, I'm just going to step away from this because like, he's obviously somebody who takes the stuff a little personally. Like I would never send that. If somebody sent me one that I felt was a bad offer, I would just reject and not even say a word. So um that would well, i, I send guess be, be all my the time talent. you know yeah, what I, I mean it's
2: all the time i get responses from all sorts of people i send thirds yeah. for two picks all two players all i send them out in every league sometimes i'm sitting sure. there just bored you know I'm like here let me send this out to three players three three league and so to me it was one of those like well you know i'm not i get where you're upset but you shouldn't be upset it's just like it's not yeah. worth your time to get angry about this
1: yeah you know? oh 100 and it absolutely is and i think that's like a, it's something i learned because like I mean, I was one of the people, like, when I started, um, I would use trade calculators calculators because I wasn't comfortable with my own valuations. So when I would send that to somebody who was maybe more seasoned, um, you know, they'd be like, this is ridiculous. And it's like, okay, well... You know, I'm just doing it off of what this website's telling me to do. You know, right? And, it's an easy out. It's a cover. And, uh, yeah. But yeah, so like now, I could see it when there's somebody who's a little more seasoned. And I mean, that's any of us that have played, been playing for a while. And um, you know, somebody sends me an offer, but I don't just assume that somebody. Like, I mean, I guess I would, under, I would assume you know what you're doing. So like, if you're making me an offer I don't like, I just reject it. And I'm not, but I'm never gonna be like, dude, like, what the hell, you know, like, because right I don't care enough, I guess is my point, and like you know, or if somebody does send me the the thing, I would almost if I didn't know who they were, I would think they were maybe you know a beginner, and I would be more willing to um be patient with them, but you know, I think it's just yeah, people just get fired up about the wrong things, and i don't I don't you know, I guess. I'm old enough to know that that stuff's not worth getting upset over. There's enough in life that can bother you. That's important. This stuff is not it. So, yeah.
2: Well, there are also people that just need to win the trade, right? We've all had these discussions and it's like, I, I honestly, I've said this to a lot of people. I don't mind losing a trade in the sense of Twitter polls or calculators or whatever. If I get my guy or if it's somebody who I think is on the rise, you know, I mean, that's something else that calculators don't factor in. You know, sure. like I was saying with the timing is that if I'm trading you two declining assets for one rising asset, but the calculator says you win and the Twitter poll, everybody thinks that you win. I'm happy with that because I got the ascending asset. Right. So it's like there's a whole bunch more context to every single league too. like some leagues I'm in are too tight end or a tight end premium. And the calculator doesn't factor that in. I might yeah. be willing to pay the house for no fan. You know, yeah. like just because I need another tight end to make sure I've got that covered and I can play him in flex, the value is a lot higher than a calculator was. So, I mean, it's it's impossible. It's just more of, I think, again, it's just like, here's my thinking. Here's where I was at. Yeah. Not trying to be rude. Because, I yeah. mean, in Dynasty, too, you can't burn bridges. You know what no, I mean? Like And that's the problem, right? Guys, yeah, you're playing with these guys potentially for years. The last thing yeah. you want to do is go piss somebody off, sending them a third round pick for two players they don't need. It's like, Dude, it was just a little trade of just dicking around on the toilet
1: one day, like who cares? Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> and and that's like, you know, because like, if you do that, you've lost nine percent of your trade partners in like a twelve exactly. team league, you know? And it's like, damn, this sucks. So yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. You got like you almost got you just have to tread lightly when you do it, I think, you know, like yep. when you send something like that. Like it sounds like you did, like, hey, this is I'm just showing you where I was coming from so it's not as ridiculous as maybe, you know, and or at I, least I from know, my viewpoint, it's not that ridiculous. Yeah, I whatever. do that a
2: lot with players I haven't traded with yet, or like new newcomers to the league, or someone mm-hmm. just to be like, hey, "Here's here's a calculator's value." Because I I also try it, and this is maybe a little bit inside baseball, but like I don't always try to give away my values on players, right? Yep. I kind of hold yeah. those cards close to the chest, be like, I don't sure. want someone to know I'm willing to overpay for DJ Moore. You know what I mean? Like it's it's better for me not to if I. They think I'm down on DJ Moore. I can get him for a better price, you know? So that's kind of where it comes to like, hey, here's a third party. This isn't me. I'm just, here's a third party. like you said before, Bill, it's like cover. Like, no, yeah, this is what somebody said. It was fair. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, th- I think this brings up a, a good point. and And Short Logic, uh, one of our boys, good friend of the show, he does something that I do. And I, I use a calculator, you know, if I, you know, Same. let's just use an example like, hey, I want Saquon. Uh, I think Saquon's worth one first right now. All right. I put into the calculator. Calculator's like, uh, you're about two first round picks off. <laughs> right. All right. Now I know that, if, you know, sending that trade is probably just going to end up pissing someone off, even if that's what my value is. So I get to make a decision. Do I just say, screw it, I don't want Saquon anymore? Or do I maybe get a little bit closer? Maybe I go two first or two first in a second, something that, isn't what the calculator says it is because I'm a little bit lower on Saquon, even though I want the I want the piece of it, you know. And I do because sometimes I'm like, hey man, I have uh, I have Devonte Adams here. I think that should get me like Justin Jefferson and, and a first and like you know Cam Akers. And the calculator's like, uh, mm. oh, hold on, Chief, you're 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 punching a little bit above it's your weight. Really ambitious
1: one. fella. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know, and that's a good thing, too. I mean, I, I don't I don't build trades in a calculator to say like they have to be exactly the same amount of point. But I, I want to be in the ballpark. I don't want to send a trade that's either going to just insult someone or send a trade where I'm ser- I'm selling an asset that maybe I don't appreciate as much at a severe discount based on kind of what the the community is looking at that same asset as so um that's something i do but i but i also think this this is such a a bigger topic more than even just trade calculators because you know it's about valuation
2: yeah everybody values players so differently there's no one way to do it and then there's no way to no one's right or wrong either Right, so like you can make a trade and feel like you won it, and everybody says you didn't. But who cares? You still feel like you won it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's such an odd thing, and I love that about this game because we all value players differently, and that changes every week. And especially in the non-point scoring season, as Russ calls it, mm-hmm. right? We we have a lot of things. Little news breaks. You get trickles of things, right? Yeah. And the, the whole market goes wild on a player. I love watching that happen. If yeah, and, way, if, I, if I have them or don't, right? It's just yeah. so much fun to be a part of it.
1: Yeah. And what that news blurb. For me, that might be okay. That adds like a fourth round of value, and but to you, it adds a two, a second round of value. Mm-hmm. And so this is where it's really like just almost manic. You know, it's not like you know, once we have all the news and everything's settled, we have a draft, we have all the free agent signings, we have all of that. Everybody kind of gets into that group think and kind of says, okay, this is the industry wide value for this player, and you know, we might air a little bit one way or the other but like when all this news is happening you know you want to see how quick you know how important it is to react quickly and how much you want to overreact or underreact and this is a fun time with that like just the unknown until the draft
0: yep yeah yeah and you know it's funny play, playing you know in a league no matter how many you know 10 teams 12 teams 16 teams it doesn't matter it's like you were in a very weird like sister-wife-ish relationship (laughs) with all these other teams because you need to figure out everyone's different personality and you need to like make sure that, you know, you don't offend someone or insult someone. And, you know, sending a trade calculator to one person could tick them off and sending it to the next team is just like, oh, like I see what you're saying here. It's just not for me. But, you know, people feel the same way about comments like some Mm -hmm. people hate if you reject the trade and don't comment, you know, some people don't give it like like and you have to like try to, you know, obviously, if you're playing with a lot of the same people, you figure out their tendencies and it's cool. But like I've had people, well, how come you didn't you didn't put a comment? Or you like, didn't counter. Like,
2: well, no, I didn't counter. I, I was busy when I got the trade. It didn't look like something I was interested in. I just rejected. Like, I don't know. I got seven months till the season starts. I got time to counter. You know what I mean? Like, I,
0: I'm fine. You know, and, and some people are, like, insulted if you take more than, like, 24 hours to respond to their trade offer. And I'm like, look, bro, like, I understand. But, like, I have three kids. I have a demanding job. Sometimes I don't fucking look at the trade till the next day or two days late. I know it came in, like, I see it, but I like when I see a trade, I sit down and I really kind of parse. Unless it's like I can tell on its face, it's not worth it for me, you know. You know, I'm parsing it out. I'm trying to figure out, you know, is this what the value should be? Should I ask for more? Should I offer less? Like, what's the like? I'm trying to figure all that out. So, yeah, sometimes I can get back to you in an hour, and sometimes it's like two or three days, and it's just like that's. But some people are like. Dude, I sent this to you like two days ago. How come you haven't gotten back to me? And it's like, I get it. But like,
2: I missed it, man. Yeah. Take
0: the, take the deep breath and like, let's like we'll well, be especially okay. in
2: February. I mean, I, I get yeah. that if it's like week six and the trade is sent on a Tuesday and it's because of a bye week. Like, right. It's February, man. Like, come. I. I don't. I come on. Like, I'm. I'm the same way. I send stuff all the time, and then I'm like, man, I really hope they're looking at that. And yeah. then like a week goes by and I'm like, oh, yeah, I never heard back. I must have just, you know, fallen off because like, of the
0: timer goes, you know, in right. NFL or whatever, right. like it just stops.
2: And I'm like, all right, well, I'll send it again in a month,
0: you know. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's just it's just real interesting how, you know, you, you play in leagues and, and, and there's so much psychology in just figuring out, like, how to keep people happy and keep those trade partners interested so that when you do want that, you know, that one guy or that pick, you know, you're on good terms with them and they're not, they're not the angry wife that, you know, is not talking to you right now because you said something or did something three months ago that, you know, ticked them off. So it's a fun game we play. It's a fun game we play. I love no, matter, it. no matter what anyone says, but uh, all right, let's, that was a good one. I want to move on to this next one here. This is from Hayden at Limes underscore FF. Uh, who do we like more next year? Cam Akers or J.K. Dobbins? So, uh, Andrew, you're our guest. I want you to go first on this one. Who do you like? Man, I,
2: I mean they're they're both in good spots. They're both in those kind of second year breakout candidate role and all that. But I just think the Ravens run the ball too much. I got to go with Dobbins. Um, I, I have Akers in a couple leagues, and I would love to trade him for Dobbins plus right now that would be phenomenal I just I don't think it's going to happen I also have Dobbins in a couple leagues and would never trade him plus four acres right like I just I'm I'm higher on Dobbins myself I just think he's in a better offense with a better position a better I don't know scheme however you want to put it the Rams are going to run the ball acres is going to have to deal with a lot of competition I just in a new offense now with Stafford I mean I don't know there's some question marks there give me give me the Dobbins and, and I'll be happy with it that's kind of where I'm at
0: all right, I, th- I think uh, I know how Bill's going to go on this one. So, Bill, t- tell the people where you're at on this one. I
1: mean, Andrew basically said exactly, like, what I would say. I mean, it's just the scheme, no doubt. Like, I mean, I just feel more comfortable with that offensive line. I feel more comfortable with, um, you know, with Dobbins. He's taking, he showed he was getting a lot more play the second half of the season. I mean, the same thing happened with, with Acres, but, I mean, he has – Henderson, is that what it, yeah? Yep, Terrell um, yeah.
0: Henderson. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: behind him, who I think is a little bit more um, capable than the other running backs um, and a little bit more prolific than the other running backs in uh, Baltimore. So I think just with that being the reason, I mean, it's pretty, pretty easily um, Dobbins. I mean, by how much, um, I would probably need I don't know, a mid-second to consider. And I don't even know if that would do it for me. Um, Maybe an early second. Because, I mean, Um, otherwise, I would just rather the guy I feel better going into the season with. And, um, I mean, the value is probably, I would probably need more than what the value difference is between the two. I'm going to actually look that up on one of the calculators and see what the Yeah, I was just
2: going to say, like, I wonder what the calculator says about this. But even then, the calculator is a little behind, like we were saying before. And the Acres hype on Twitter, especially, is just getting out of hand. I mean, my goodness, everybody seems to be all over that Acres train right now, which, again, it it's what we're used to. This is this is what you guys handle every week on the timeline, right? You deal with this stuff all the time. But I think if you can strike while the iron's hot and get Dobbins for Acres... I, Go for so it, please. Go for on it. And the
1: D, uh, DTC uh, Dobbins is worth 0.8 points more than Acres, so that's the equivalent of like a fourth-round pick, I think.
0: At
2: DLF, it's about a mid-second, like you were saying, Bill. It's About okay. a mid-second more. Dobbins is a mid-second more, give or take. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it's 36 to 35.2. Uh, Dobbins, and then a fourth is worth one point. So that would be, um, they're pretty much spot on. It would be a one for one trade essentially. So, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I didn't realize that Acres had jumped up that much, but um, anybody using DTC probably isn't going to make that trade with me. Um, you know, <laughs> but I guess if I have if I have Acres somewhere, I might try to make that move in some leagues if I want to get Dobbins over him.
2: Well, I'd do Akers and a fourth for Dobbins, right? I mean, what's a fourth-round pick, right? If that's exactly. gonna, if it's going to make the Dobbins owner feel like, oh, I'm getting a little extra and I like Akers more, great, have at it, right? But that's one of those two where if I put that on Twitter, Akers plus a fourth is going to win hands down. Even in this poll that we're talking about now, Akers won straight up. I feel like the community is all over the place with him, and our own individual leagues are their own individual markets. I know for a fact my home league, the guy that has Dobbins, thinks he's 101 of all, right? He's not gonna trade him for anything. So I could throw acres and Taylor and he'd probably still say no, which is ridiculous, right? But that that market is just blown out of proportion. He there's no it's just irrational. So that's again we're back to calculators. Like that doesn't matter in that league. Like <laughs> it's just crazy.
0: But yeah. And I'm. I mean, I'm going to make it three for three. Uh, I'm. I'm with Dobbins here, and, and the crazy thing is, is like, I, I'm. I'm listening to you talk, Andrew, and when you're when you're saying <clears throat> Dobbins plus for Acres, my brain automatically registers that as crazy. But then, like, once that initial like that's crazy, then you look at it and it's so true. And to me, it's like. No, like if I had Dobbins, like, and someone was like, hey, like trade me Dobbins and whatever, a second for acres, I would be like, no, 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 no. Like I need acres and a second for Dobbins. Like the second is on the wrong side here. Like yep. uh, however you want to you however you want to say it, the second is on the wrong side. Like, and if he goes to me, like, do you understand? Like, I'd be like, I understand that there's a hype. On Acres right now, I get it. Like the hype is real, but like, uh, die. I like Dobbins more during the draft process. He, I, you know, I had him ranked higher, you know, in, in my rookie rankings. But so, nothing that happened last year turned Acres into the better long-term prospect for me. And uh, Bill mentioned it. Darrell Henderson is there. You know, Cam Akers isn't doing anything week one because that's always Malcolm Brown with like three touchdowns. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, (laughs) on your bench. That's so true,
1: man. That's like like every
0: year. Start (sighs) Malcolm Brown, get yourself a W, and go on your. You spend like a 20th round pick on him. Like, just. That's a
2: great buy low option you're on there, Josh. Go buy (laughs) Malcolm Brown. He's a
0: one week rental. He'll win you week one. (laughs) You can get him for fourth right now. Easily.
1: You're yes. 1-0 and
0: to start the season with Malcolm yeah. Brown start, But, you know, not only does, does Dobbins – is the offense built around running. They run like, you know, 40 times a game or something like that. But we don't know what's going to happen to – we know Mark Ingram has already been cut. He was cut before the playoffs started. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with the Gus bus, Gus Edwards. Does someone else sign him? If he's not in town – it's
2: J.K. Dobbins and what? They signed a free Frank yeah. Gore. Ugh. Adrian
1: Peterson. Yeah, like they Gore. like
2: veterans, right? They got Ingram, so I could see them going out and getting a guy like that just to fill the room. I mean, right. you know, that's how much they run. That's how, how much they run. That's how much they like to run the ball
1: is they want to have four options, which obviously does kind of hurt Dobbins' stock,
2: but not not for me.
1: I hope that uh, Gus resigns there because he is just a, a perfect fit for that offense. And I think, yep. I hope he realizes that like things aren't greener on the other side, unless you get some crazy offer financially, then of course you got to take what you got to take. But like, I mean, he is what he is. He's like a role, you know, he's that, that guy that's going to get you four yards when you, you need it. And, you know, not dynamic, but that's, that, well, he can also I mean, he averages, do a whole like series. five yards a carry. It's like ludicrous. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like a perfect match for him.
2: Well, he can also take over and do a whole series if somebody gets hurt, right? Gus can come right. in there and be in the third third quarter. You know, if Dobbins gets an ankle injury or needs to sit on the sideline, Gus Edwards can come in and run the ball just fine for a series. Like, he's he's perfect for that role. And I agree entirely. I think he should resign. I think he's a he's a perfect complement to what that team wants. Uh, they can run two back sets. They did that a little bit this year. I don't know the numbers, but I've seen that a couple different places where you know, it was Ingram and Dobbins and it was like, well, if you get Ingram out of there, that'd be Gus. And I think that makes more sense. Um, I I mean, there's a lot of competition for running backs right now. There's a lot of new guys, you know, coming into the league. There's a bunch of veterans that just aren't ready to get out of the league. So I think it's, there aren't that many spots, I guess, is what I'm saying. So I'm I'm with you, Bill. I think it makes sense for Gus to stay put.
0: Yeah. And and I, and I agree with you, but I mean, we've seen this a hundred times, you know, the, the best spot that we think the player should be in isn't the spot that they think they should be in. Sometimes money's involved. Sometimes playing time is anything. involved. You know. Yeah. Um, like
1: where my family is, you know. Like, right, it could be yep. just crazy. So if, I mean, not crazy, but just... It could be right, something, something. We have no, we're not privy to at all. Right. Went to
2: high school in Dallas. Oh, I really want to play in Dallas. I have a so.
1: kid that's there. You know, like, there's right. just different things, you know. so
0: a- And that's the thing. So, so if Gus isn't there, you know... You know who are we looking to fill that spot? You guys mentioned some names, the Adrian Petersons, the Carlos Hides of the world, or they draft somebody in like the fifth round. You know, and then we're we're looking at just we're I said Justice Hill for some reason. Uh, we're, we're looking at he's still there, yeah, yeah, he's alive. Um, <laughs> we're uh, we're looking at J.K. Dobbins. All of a sudden, and we're like, wow, there's not you know there's not a real kind of person there to take take stuff away from him like Gus Edwards was doing in, in a limited workload.
1: And and just in the if you play the game kind of playing the market in a way, like this is like a that's a play that you could make that's almost like free, right? So like you if you are willing to make that trade and give up a third, let's say even, like so you give up uh um why am I already blanking out in his his name? I don't, Gus? I don't know. Gus or no, or? no uh, Acres. We- if you're giving up Acres uh, okay. and a third to get um, to get Dobbins, then like you're kind of free-rolling if they don't sign somebody. Because if they don't sign somebody during free agency and he signs elsewhere, then all of a sudden you're like, everybody's going to go nuts for him. And then yep. you'd be able to trade him for more if you're not – you could trade him for I don't know throw in one of those other rookie backs right Swift plus Taylor uh, yeah. plus yeah. or or you might get Swift if you like Swift yeah. better and you can like do a lateral move or maybe you do a third and Dobbins for Taylor if you like Taylor you know there's there's more opportunity that way and if nothing happens comes of it you're still with a you get you lost a third but um, there's there's some opportunity like if they end up drafting a guy in the fifth nobody's gonna be afraid of him all the way into the beginning of the season. So the value on Dobbins will be astronomical
0: right. if that
1: were to happen, where you know, you're not going to have that opportunity with acres.
2: I mean, this is the floor for Dobbins, right? There's not, there's mm-hmm. really nothing the team can do that makes his value go down in my mind with acres. I'm not sure that's the case, right? I mean, they could come out with some blurbs that say that Darrell Henderson's going to, you know, split carries or something. And then that, that causes the market to overreact and everybody panic sells acres. I don't yeah. see that happening with Dobbins, right? I mean, right. It, especially right now, it's it's all about trying to add value to your team, trying to insulate that value as much as you can in the offseason, trying to take more sure bets than question marks. I'm also a big proponent of you got to have a little bit of everything on your team, right? You can't be a team of all floor. You can't be a team of all ceiling. You have to have a mix. Otherwise, you're not going to make it through. So it's sort of like looking at your you know portfolio of your team, and saying, well, do I have a lot of guys that have high ceilings? And then let's go get a guy with a high floor. I'm trading acres, right? And that's kind of where I think each league, each team, when you kind of zoom in really close on that, the context, all of that context matters. If you've got all flash in the pan guys, I would really prefer a Dobbins in that role, you know, someone who I know is going to hold his value and, and maintain a base. And then I'll take 30 receivers that are all just flyers, you know, like Quintez Cephas and Brian Edwards and like all these crazy, you never know, like one of them might hit. Yeah, but you might have no points that week. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, it's that's brutal. So, yeah, I think it all kind of all that context matters.
0: So, so Hayden, uh, long story short, I think we're all going with JK Dobbins here. And even though the poll ended up at, uh, pretty much 58 42 in favor of Acres, if you're a Dobbins guy, I mean, that means, uh, I you love know? those polls.
2: I love seeing that because I'm like, oh,
0: okay, okay, yeah. Time to pick up some Dobbin's, especially if you have Acres mm-hmm. on your squad. Hey, you know, how mm-hmm. about you I throw you the, this bright shiny Acres for like, you know, we were saying, you know, Dobbin's in a second, Dobbin's in a third, and, and just kind of pick up a free pick there for a guy that you think is uh, is the better play anyway. So, uh, so all right, we're gonna we're gonna move it on to the next one here. This is from from our buddy our. DAP Network brother, uh, Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Attic, Favorite guy to buy not in the top 100 in current Superflex DLF ADP. So um, I don't know if you guys uh, have this up yet. So if you don't, um, I can go first. Or if one of you guys wants to take it first. I got it.
2: Okay. there's a couple guys right outside the January DLF super flex ADP that I think are easy buys and are, are kind of buy highs. Um, you see like Gabriel Davis, everybody's loving Gabriel Davis. Um, you see guys like uh, Kenyon Drake is in there. Now here's the funny thing to me. Kenyon Drake could be a terrific buy low. It depends a lot of question marks, right? You don't know where he's going to go next year. You don't know what team he's going to, who he's going to play with. He might not even be that great but i i have a strong feeling you can get Drake from the right owner for a third if you get somebody who thinks that the, this draft class is super deep and you're you know i'm gonna get i need i need picks or something like that i think you could get Drake away for very little so he's somebody i try to buy real low on but The one I'm really targeting that I've actually done already in almost every league this year is Jalen Rager, who's at 101, right? Just outside, literally just outside the top 100. But I think Rager is going to have a terrific year this year. Receivers always take a little longer to come together. Uh, This year was kind of a crazy year anyway. They had a quarterback change. There was a whole bunch of chaos. They're still starting Alshon Jeffrey for some unknown reason. So I think once the board clears a little, you get Ertz out of there, you get some different coaches in there. I think Rager is going to blow up. And I do think that there are a lot of people that might be giving up on him. We were talking before about how the market values players. It's such a reactive market. And if you you don't do anything, that's easily the player. You can just be like, never mind, I'm done with him. He didn't do anything for me. So I think Rager is one of those guys that I would love to. I've already done it, but I would love to get him for next to nothing in a
0: trade or throw in on some other offer. Okay, so we we got a a Jalen Rager. Bill, are you still looking or do you got someone?
1: Yeah, I I think I got two um, different positions. Um, So wide receiver at 158, uh, Paris Campbell. Um, He looked really good uh, when he started out before he got hurt. He was, like, getting targeted left and right uh, that first half, I guess it was. But, I mean, just think if you prorate that. I'm kidding. But, um, like... (laughs) To extrapolate know, that out. Yeah, yeah right. And uh, he he looked, you know, he looked like he was at least going to be a part of that offense, and that's a positive thing. And and so I think you know he might be somebody to shoot for. Um, another guy um, is at uh, I, I lost him already. Oh, 152, tight end uh, Zach Ertz. Um, I mean, for one fifty two, that's like just easy money to me. Like I mean, if he doesn't work out, big deal. But you know he's probably moving on to another situation. You know I, I imagine they may they may cut him or maybe move him. Uh, so it just because of the because they have a bunch of financial issues, right? So that would at yeah. least help them a little bit. And uh, you know they have Goddard, so that's another guy. You know that you could maybe shoot for a little bit more if you're you're happy with him. But you know I don't know how much things change. Uh, with Wentz not being the quarterback, um, you know, how that's going to affect the whole offense and like where the, you know, the targets are going to go and that sort of thing. So um, I would rather just roll the dice on the cheaper Ertz and see what happens.
2: Well, and if you're looking at it too, there's one of the drafts, somebody took him at 124 that really elevated his value. So he's even really going lower than that. He's going around 160, 170, which, I mean, if that's where the market's valuing I'm right there with you. That's a buy. Yeah, you're
1: like, what? Hands that's down. like 15th round. I mean, wasn't he,
2: wasn't he like tight end four two years ago last mm-hmm. year? I mean, he <laughs> last was. Last year, into this, he probably was. Yeah, I think still... he was
1: going into the season. Yeah. Like, top yeah.
2: four, he was that top second tier tight end, and then he just fell off. Yeah. That talent doesn't go away. He's not 50. Right. I, I, right. I'm there. Yeah. He, he yeah he's 30 years old. Team. So
1: it's not even yeah. like he's he's still in that prime of tight ends. Like, yep. You know, tight ends last a little a bit team. longer than the other positions and
0: yeah. Well, and and man, he I think he could definitely such see such a value spike. Like what if he goes to what if he signs in Jacksonville? Trevor Lawrence, DJ Chark, James Oof. Robinson. Now you have that like are, watch that graph just go straight to the moon. After he signs there, because, you know, the Trevor Lawrence type, look. Urban Man, could Meyer. you imagine what Mar- what Twitter would say if Zach Ertz signs
2: with, you know, with the Jacksonville Jaguars or something like a yeah. team that is desperate at tight end that it would go nuts. He'd be tight end for all- overnight. I mean,
0: or, or uh, you know, what if he signs in? um What if he signs with the Jets and the Jets take Justin Fields or Zach Wilson at two? Now you have this brand new quarterback. They have Denzel Mims, which is another guy outside of the top 100 yep. if you want to do some buying. I bought I bought a share of him uh, during the playoff run. I was out of it, so I sold uh, Adam Thielen for a first and Denzel Mims. Um, but, you know, uh, they got Denzel Mims. They got, you know, this brand-new quarterback. Now they have Zach Ertz. You know, it's going to be – Depending on where he goes, you could see a lot of excitement that brings that skyrockets that value. What if he
2: goes to Seattle? You know, something like that, where there's like a a tight end void on a team that needs to, you know, have short passing and needs to have pass or run blockers. And I mean, like, that's the kind of team. Buffalo. Oh. Yeah, you're speaking of my language. Oh letters. wow, Carlson yeah. Knox is another one of my favorites. Don't do that to me. Like well, I, I like him. I
0: like him too, but right. but you're I mean, right. it, you know, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, well, like, and
1: they were looking to add uh, Olsen last year, right? And yeah. so, like, they they were looking to add somebody else. Like, they're not 100 sold on Knox, and I mean, he's still young. I mean, he's the second right. year in the league, so I think that that a is a possibility Allen. that they could look to yeah. add somebody like him. He could yeah. really calm yes. Josh Allen
2: down too. You know what I mean? Like, help him out.
0: So you know that that that's what I'm saying like I have a feeling that you know if he signs in the right spot all of a sudden if you can get him now at that I, I forgot what what uh what spot you said Bill 160 or 170 something like that but if you can get him at that spot now and then he signs it in one of these like prime locations that really doesn't have a tight uh an elite tight end to speak of you're just gonna see that value skyrocket uh my uh my guy, and this is a continuation of everything I was saying last year during the uh during the lead up to the draft, a 136, wide receiver 53, Brian Edwards.
1: Hell and, yeah. And, <laughs>
0: Andrew you know, just uh did a backflip guy, on screen. <laughs> and and look, you know, if you look at the the grand total of Brian Edwards season. You don't see anything that really is exciting, but he missed weeks four through 10 with injury. And then also followed that up by missing weeks 14 and 15 with injury as well, but weeks two and three. And let's remember this isn't a season where there was no training camp. No, you know, these guys were pretty much coming in and hitting the ground running Uh, week two against new Orleans, two receptions for 42 yards. Week three against New England, two receptions for 48 yards. So the guy wasn't getting a ton of targets, five total targets in those two games. But he's clicking at over 20 yards per reception. And then obviously he kind of blew up a little bit and people kind of saw him week 17. Didn't matter for us us fantasy guys. But, you know, again, just two receptions. 51 yards and a touchdown. So we know that this guy can be explosive and, you know, Darren Waller is a beast. He's a stud, but they can't throw it to him every time (laughs) they got to throw it to someone else. And I think Brian Edwards is that guy. He is a big dude that runs fast and can catch the ball. And, at wide receiver, fifty-three at one hundred and thirty-six in ADP, like you can you can do a lot worse than a guy that has that kind of upside. So uh, I'll let everybody in the listener league know now that at uh, one thirty-six, that's who we're taking. So. Uh,
1: And another one that just, I was scrolling down like way further to see if there was anybody that caught my eye. And at 214 is Gerald Everett. Uh, He's leaving. He's an athletic, you know, kind of the guy. He's not going to be a great blocker. So that's the kind of tight end you want. You want a guy that's going to be running routes. And, you know, he goes to a new team, maybe gets a little bit more opportunity. Um, You know, maybe he's a guy that, you know, for pretty much nothing, you might be able to hit on you know so so that's somebody somebody that i would look at later in the drafts or maybe you can get him for like a third
2: how is he going behind andy dalton that seems odd (laughs) to me
1: like who is drafting andy
2: dalton over gerald everett right i mean i guess i would say i would trade gerald like i would trade away dalton for everett but in in superflex obviously trades are a little different than adp but at the same time i i would really rather have everett i mean he could be a starting tight end for you that's nuts
1: yeah or Njoku. I mean, there's a lot of tight ends. I think there's, like, once you get between, like, probably from tight end 7 to tight end 20, like, there's they're pretty much all in, like, the same tier. Yep. So it's like, once you get past those first six, it's almost like, all right, I'm just going to sit back until, like, in a startup for all you people that are listening from our listener league. uh, You could probably sit back and wait a long time to grab some tight ends later in the
0: draft. That's right. Yep. Let us let us draft Kelsey and Kittle and Waller. You guys get those <laughs> That's early. what I mean.
1: Let those, us get, you get those late-round
0: guys. Well, I mean, <laughs> since, since, uh, since we're on the tight end theme, I, I also scrolled down a little bit. Uh, 186 and ADP, tight end 24, Blake Jarwin. Everybody was hyped up on Blake yep. Jarwin before last season. Obviously, he gets hurt in week one. But we saw... What Dalton Schultz did, at least while Dak was around, and so, and somewhat with you know the Andy Dalton Ben DiNucci Garrett Gilbert mess that they had after Dak, and if we can imagine a more athletic, uh, just overall better tight end in Blake Jarwin, I mean he could be a guy. And I mean at tight end twenty four, worst case scenario is you you know you miss, but I think he's a guy that can really go out there, especially if Dak is there and Dak is healthy for 16 games and, and really produce for you.
2: Well, something that's funny about Blake Jarwin is that, uh, and this is kind of back to what we've been saying this time of year is when values really start to shift. His December ADP was 224. So he rose (laughs) two values in ADP. And he didn't do or change nothing. Ha- like he isn't healthier than he was a month ago. You know, he's still not playing. He's still not scoring points. But the market is saying, all right, yeah, we'll take him now. But they weren't taking him in December, right? That, that's I, that's so odd to me. Um, but it's the what have you done for me lately crowd, right? He hasn't scoring points. I don't need him. But in January, that's fine. I don't mind if he's not scoring points. Nobody is. So, yeah. So by yeah, April, he'll be a top 50. Bias, it's
0: ridiculous. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Give it a couple months. He'll be top 10 tight end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, so remember that listener league, Blake Jarwin. Use your first round pick or you won't get him.
2: No, first Uh, is way too early. You get fifth or sixth, you should be fine. I don't think you're going to get a lot of competition. You should be. Oh,
0: man. That's awesome. So, uh, so Rocky hitting us with a good question. And I'm sure Rocky is just trying to, uh, just trying to pick brains here and see, uh, see what. uh, what we're thinking out of guys out of the uh, outside of the top 100. But uh, let's move on to uh, to JL's question. JL at J NFL. Uh which second-year wide receiver is poised for a year to break out in 2021? I mean, I already named mine. It's Brian I Edwards. I know um, Andrews. <laughs> but if we, yes we have the same one um and
2: rager right i mentioned rager that's you mentioned, kind of you mentioned yeah.
0: Rager. so we gabriel got
2: davis i talked about right that's another guy that i think i, have I love second
1: him, year yeah
2: if, if
0: i
1: yeah, can yeah he if, should be taking over for john brown i think yep. yeah you know kind of playing that role a little bit
2: that's a good spot you want to playing after mm. Diggs, i mean he's gonna get the top coverage i mean in all honesty you could see gabriel davis become the next calvin ridley and i know that's high praise but that's kind of where that team's going they're throwing a lot. Josh Allen doesn't seem to care, and if you got Diggs on one side, you got to guard him and Davis. I mean, you still got Beasley on the short route. Yeah. I mean, that team could be on fire next season. And, yeah, and that's and, and
0: that's the thing, man. With Gabriel Davis, is like, yeah, Stephon Diggs is bad enough, but then you have to worry about Cole Beasley too. And you know, like I said earlier, you know, we get a we get a Zach Ertz sighting in Buffalo, and then it, you know, it's really all downhill from there. So, um. Well, hey,
2: wait, while we're talking about second years, we talked about Edwards, but what do you guys think about Ruggs? I mean, I, where are we at with him?
1: I'm okay with I, – I would still – I think he's going to be undervalued this offseason. I think everybody's going to just go, like, oh, he sucked. But at the same time, I mean, that offense was just shaky, and I don't I don't think that his skill set and uh, Carr's skill set match up real well. Um, so – I'm not really sure. I I mean, I'm okay adding him. Um, Obviously, not nearly as early as he was going in last year's startups, but um, I'm okay taking a chance on him. I think too many people are going to be low on him after one year, Mm -hmm. and you know that's that's the trap we fall into when we see these guys blow up in the first season. We think everybody should, and oftentimes it's the second year that these guys really do blow up. So. I'm willing to roll the dice on somebody like that and, and well, the hope that if they, they change do quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if they get rid of
2: car and they end up, I don't know, let's say for some strange twist, they get Zach Wilson or something, you know, something falls to them weird or they get a really mm. good trade. Or, I mean, you could see both rugs and Edwards be similar to what we were just talking about with Diggs and Davis, right? Like they could be yeah. two major players next season that are, they're still young. They got plenty of traction left, but I know myself, I like drugs coming into last season. So I, I haven't changed my evaluation of him, right? He's still the same guy. He's got the same explosion. He's definitely got the speed, and he's got the talent, and he's got the opportunity. I mean, it just didn't line up. So I'm right. I, I'm there with you. I think he could be a great one this year too.
0: And it's it's funny because um, I felt the opposite way about Henry Ruggs. Uh, I didn't like him during the process. So obviously, like, it, it's funny. We're watching the same thing. We're seeing this, the same stats. We're seeing the same plays. We're seeing... And we both kind of are still feeling the same way. Like Henry Ruggs didn't do anything to prove my analysis wrong, but also it's only year one. So, you know, yep. yes, we had, you know, Justin Jefferson. With Derek Carr. <laughs> you know, Justin Jefferson <laughs> right. blew up. And, you know, the C- context D- is important. CeeDee yep. Lamb had a a good season considering what was around him. You know, and we're, we can, you know, even Gabriel Davis, we're looking at him. We're like, you know, but well, that team relied
2: on Nelson Aguilar. You know what I mean? Like, it, right? Well, you know,
0: like, like why not rugs? You and and the time thing to catch is, up. We're, you know, we're as you've been saying, Andrew, this whole time, we're going to see these spikes because one of the rumors out of Las Vegas is that they're trying to trade Carr and take whatever assets they get to put together to get Deshaun Watson.
1: Could if you the, imagine?
0: If that oh, be the so
1: Rugs would be the Wolf Fuller. Yeah, right. like that would be like his Wolf Fuller, and he could so, just launch it up there. Yep.
0: And, and then all of a sudden, everyone—whether you like him or you hate him—everyone's perception on Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards and even Darren Waller mm-hmm. changes. You know, you're going to hear if that happened, you're going to hear Darren Waller, tight end, one talk because. Now it's Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball. Instead. And I
1: think it would be the opposite. Like I was going to say the same. I think, I think that right, people I would down. be – I think people would think – I think some people, I agree, would think the same thing as what you just said, Josh. But I think right. a lot of the analysts would come out and say, well, that's not going to be the best skill set matchup because he never threw to his tight ends in, the, in Houston, you know. Right. So it would be interesting hey. because you'd have like the – almost like consolidation. There'd be like, nobody would really know. Like there'd be like this side that does it, Two this side that does it. intersect. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah. Which one's well,
0: right? And then the great part is, and, and we get, I, I love the off season when this kind of stuff happens, because then you have a side, obviously like Bill said, that's going to say, Hey, like look at what Deshaun Watson has done during his career. It hasn't been to the tight end. And then you're going to get the side that thinks, you know, Waller could be the one that's going to say, well, who the hell were his tight ends? Yeah, Jordan yeah. Aikens and like, so that's going to be so it's, funny. It's like, it's know. like the
1: Philly running back argument, yes, you know, it's like, yes. you're going to have the bulls and bears. Like everybody's going to be like at on one side of the market, you know, some people are going to think it's great. The other side aren't. Um, But yeah. And, and I think my, uh, I think that my guy for wide receiver, second year wide receiver is, well, I think he already popped, but I think that he's undervalued right now and that's T Higgins because that's... like he he did terribly like at the end of the season when uh, Burrow was out. And so I think that people are going to discount him. Like he got 900 yards, but just imagine if Burrow was there the whole year. He'd have been second in receiving yards by a mile. And, you know, like he wouldn't have been 1400, but he probably would have been around like 1150 or 12 he'd have been well over, like, probably 200 yards more than CeeDee Lamb. And, and so I think he's the guy that I think is probably undervalued. The other guy I was thinking is uh, Jerry Judy. Um, I think mm. that he just got plumped into a situation that they kind of needed him to be the wide receiver one, and he just isn't ready for that. And I don't necessarily think he is a wide receiver one type of wide receiver. I think that Cortland Sutton being on the other side is going to help him hugely. And I think that would be, he's another guy that I think I'm going to be aiming at, because I think a lot of people are down on him. This great going to be pick. down on him this off season. Yep. Great pick.
0: So I just want to say that this, uh, the T Higgins commentary is sponsored by dynasty outhouse. Uh, the <laughs> right. Outhouse of the trade addicts podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're welcome brother. But, uh, <laughs> But, uh, I mean, obviously Russ has been on him since day one. But, uh, I mean, Bill, you're absolutely right. I mean, T. Higgins, if he plays 16 with Joe Burrow, like, I mean, you saw what was going on between those two guys before the Burrow injury. I mean, I, I was somebody during the offseason that said, like, look, like maybe A.J. Green returns to form. And I think they tried for the first month of the season. They were feeding him targets. He was getting a ton of targets. And then I think they realized, like, hey, like, this ain't it anymore. Like, we thought maybe he could come back. And then it would pretty much turn into the T. Higgins show after that, you know. And obviously, they still have Tyler Boyd, who's a monster in his own right. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say, Bill, I'm shocked that you didn't mention the guy that I thought you were going to mention. Detroit's own Quintez uh, Cephas. I, I don't that believe that he's
1: be- going to. Like, I, I I think if Stafford was still there, I would love it. But now that Goff's there, I don't love it. Because, St- you know, like I was mentioning this last year, and I think a lot of times people don't look at the fit between the quarterback and the wide receiver. And when you have a quarterback that has an arm that is aggressive, like Stafford, you can have a wide receiver that maybe doesn't get create as much separation and is more physical cuz you just throw the ball in there and you hope his hands, you know, are able to win the ball. But when you have a guy like Jared Goff who's not doesn't have that arm and he's a little bit more passive in his passes, I don't see that being a great fit in, you know, between the quarterback and wide receiver. So, that's why I'm like super high on some of these wide receivers in the Ram or for the Rams this yes. year because now you got kind of like a YOLO quarterback that is going to just i mean these guys have will have not seen anything like it like and that's that's what's exciting to me um like we don't even know like what that offense is going to be like people people think this is a reasonably lateral move and i think that they don't understand the the true difference oh, wow. in skill set between these two quarterbacks and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch the only issue that could be is that Stafford's arm is so strong that these guys aren't used to catching passes that are thrown that hard. Um, you know, like Calvin, he had to retire because his hands were so destroyed because of, <laughs> of Stafford's arm. And, you know, the same thing with uh, Golden Tate mentioned it. He's like, man, I mean, they're fastballs, you know? And yeah. so so that's the tough thing. And, and that's why, you know, like it didn't surprise me a little bit that Ebron did better when he went to uh, Indy. Like, he had bad hands. Like, you're not going to have great hands catching a pass from a guy who can gun the ball like that. So then he goes to somebody who has a little bit more, you know, touch and, you know, everything's not a fastball, and he, he can catch some things. So, um, yeah, yeah I, that's my only – that's the only reason I yeah. didn't pick Quintes. but. Well. To jump in for, for a second,
0: kind of well,
2: Quintez might be the only one left, right? Galladay, I doubt he resigns with golf. Nah. there. Marvin so, Jones most likely yeah. out. I mean, who do you got? Hey. They got Hawkinson and Cephas. Tight end here. one. Yeah, Tight end one. Good, right? <laughs> but I'm just, I agree, but I'm just saying that that could really make Cephas a, a great buy low, right? If he's he's QB or wide receiver three or four on that team right now, I mean, he could be their best option because if they're rebuilding, especially, they may decide, yeah, we'll wait on receivers next till next season and we'll just kinda of build with what we have. I mean, there's a lot of question
1: marks on the team right now. I just think it's so easy to replace wide receivers, and I think right. that they're starting to see that it doesn't like it's just like a fantasy, right? Like I mean, if you don't get an elite wide receiver, why draft guys in the, the third, fourth round when you know, there's an equal guy in the sixth round? And, Cause there's just mm-hmm. such and a free huge... agents everywhere. Yeah. And yeah, especially this year. And you're going to see so many guys getting cut because they can't, the teams can't afford them because the salary crap drops so much. And so like, it'll be, yeah, it's just going to be a great, it's going to be a fun, crazy yeah. off season. Um, if you love chaos, this is it. Like, and March I love April. chaos.
2: Especially on the timeline, right? Like this is exactly <laughs> what we do on this show, right? So That's you guys right. love this stuff. This is going to be great for you. Content. Yeah.
0: <laughs> something to talk about. Right. Every day, I, I love it, and, and talking about chaos. Uh, Steve brings up an interesting question. If we could go back to Vegas for a minute, uh, what do you do with Nelson Aguilar? Because Nelson Aguilar was the wide receiver one for Vegas this year, so I, I believe he's so, a free agent.
2: So, sell, 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 sell. No, no who, I don't want him, it, it's just too risky for me.
0: Who knows where he ends up? I mean. And let's face it, he's probably not ending up somewhere where he ends up becoming the wide receiver one again. I mean, most likely. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm with Andrew. If anyone kind of fell in love with Aguilar after his, his play, get what you can get. Get not out of He's like
1: Darnell Mooney to me. He's gonna be a good guy that you know you like to have on your bench just for like bye weeks and stuff like that. Like even if he goes somewhere else, I'll be happy to have him. But I'm not paying up for him right now. I think that like after like if he ends up not re-signing with the Raiders, you can get him at a discount. So it's kind of one of those things like, eh, I'm not gonna make a move for him uh, until I know where he's going.
2: He's not a bad throw-in, right? I mean, if you're yeah, looking, like yeah. you need one little piece. You, do, you you like the trade, but the guy sent it, and it's a blind trade. You're like, ah, I'll send Aguilar, and I'll take it. Like, for why not? I agree with you. But at the same time, like, I don't. I I don't like trading for players. I don't plan on starting at this point in the offseason or the non-point scoring season. I like trading and consolidating a little bit. Let's get some picks maybe. Let's do something there. But then as we get closer to August, that's when I start to spread some of that value around and make sure I got depth for the season. But, I mean, you're you're not wrong either. I mean, Aguilar is one of those guys. in, In some leagues, he could be on waivers even. Right. Yeah, you could have somebody sure. that just at the end of the year, they're like, well, I'm not keeping him. You know what I mean? He's not signed. And we just had, I know sleeper just went through and did all their IR uh, designations were all removed. So, the, and all of my leagues, I went and cut everybody that I was like, you know, here, screw it. Let's just get rid of things. Is that <laughs> what you can add? Cause you can't add players unless your IR right. is valid. Right. So I was like, we might right. as well just cut, you know, cut some of this in the herd. So there could be a lot of leagues that he's on waivers and he might be better than a guy you've got like Marvin Hall on your bench or Antonio Calloway on your bench that you just keep hoping. And you're like, all right, Aguilar's probably better than that guy. You know what I mean? Like, all right, there's some of those players.
1: Mm. So he's a good throw-in or, yeah, or something like, I mean, if you really are feeling like you're light at wide receiver and you just need a little depth. But I I can't see that being the issue, right? Like, there's so many wide receivers out there. It's like, he's just another one of those. He's a jag, right? Like, he's just truly a jag. And it's just yeah i mean he's like a late third rounder or maybe you can get him in a four with a fourth round rookie pick or something that you're on the clock right everybody
2: when you're at 402 and you're on the clock and you're like i don't know any of these guys none of these guys are really (laughs) going to be players i'm going to start and i'll take Aguilar, sure why not like it's yeah right who knows
0: i'm with you on that one so all right we're gonna we're gonna move it on here to uh so to our, our man, and we uh, we mentioned him earlier. He He's in the chat right now. Uh, short underscore logic at short underscore logic. Uh, what's the best slot to draft out of for a dynasty startup this year? Let's say you had the first pick of which slot you wanted. Where are you picking? 101, maybe discuss different strategies and tiers or whatever goes into it. My guess is the one Oh four is probably the smartest pick. So Andrew, I'll give you a little, uh, little behind the curtain on this one. Uh, we, uh, we just picked, uh, Kentucky Derby style for our, uh, our listener league draft. So short logic won the hundred yard dash to get first for his, uh, draft selection. So he went with the one Oh four. So, uh, I think he is is looking to uh, to maybe get some uh, confirmation that what he did was right. Um, but if you're in that situation, Andrew, you have the you have the first pick of your uh, draft slot in a dynasty startup. Uh, what are you going with?
2: Well, I think the, the it depends again on context. I hate using that, but it's it's the answer. If it's a league that I I know is going to be active, or I know the startup draft is going to have a ton of movement in it, give me the 101 all day. Because i'll move back i'll tell acquire assets give me the 101 and then i can trade it for 104 and 304 you know something like that right Mm -hmm. like you can start to gain a little bit of value on your team i love doing that in startup drafts but if it's a league that i don't know anybody or i'm a little uncertain about how trading is going to go or uh, it's somebody that a league that i know has players in it that i've got other leagues with that are kind of hesitant to move around I, I don't mind the 104. I don't think that's a bad pick. It's still probably a little too far for me. I still like 101 in almost every single situation. Um, I also, and maybe this is again strategies what he wants some more info on. I like picking at the turn because you can kind of see how the board falls to you. You can make a reach and not feel like you're reaching because you're like, well, I got 23 picks till my next turn. It's not really a reach. I'm gonna get my guy. Um, and especially in Superflex, when there's only really 20 good startable quarterbacks. Uh, when you get back to you at 24 and 25, you can go quarterback, quarterback and be like, all right, oh, I'm safe. I don't have to worry about this next stretch because some of those times those quarterbacks fly off the board. Uh, there was a startup I think I did last year that I, I had the 103 and I came back around at 210 and there were already 14 quarterbacks gone. Ooh, and I was wow. just like, so I took Devonte Adams. I'm like, you right. know what I mean? Like, because that guy's still there. I'm like, well, OK. like I, Yeah. Shoot, I, so and at one hundred and three, I took Lamar, so I didn't really need a quarterback. But it was like by that point, I was like, I'm just playing the board now. So I like being at the ends if I can. Uh, I I will say that's different in redraft for me. In redraft, I would like to be in the middle because it's it's only this year and the values, the trades aren't as often, at least from what I've noticed. Yeah. But in dynasty, give me the one hundred and one, and and I'll make it work for sure.
0: So so Bill, if um. The two of us hadn't been tied together during the hundred yard dash, and we didn't come in. Uh,
1: Do the three legged race?
0: Dead dead last in the hundred yard dash, so our our spot was uh, chosen for us pretty much. Man, um, we
1: we uh, we were like uh, eleven. You know, 11. we started out with gusto. We were like in the top four, yeah, like at about I the seventy, and then
0: <laughs> no,
1: now we just petered out.
0: I mean, let's face it. The two of us combined, uh, the, we ain't winning a lot of hundred yard nah, dashes. It, so it's
1: all b- the burst. Like, it, give me a ten yard. Uh, you know, that's cool, but
0: that's like the at the combine the ten yard split that they show you. Yeah, at, that's I, that's our
1: forty. That's our
0: 40. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Bill, if we had received that uh, that first pick, uh, what would you have come to me and said, uh, "Hey, what"? Josh, this is what I'm thinking about for our pick.
1: I'd have been like, you know, we shouldn't have won this. We're the the hosts, so let's just take one twelve. Oh, that's nice. Don't no worry, Andrew.
0: Because as, as <laughs> soon as he said that to me, I would have told him to shut the hell up and take the one. I would have taken so.
1: the one hundred and one. I mean yeah. that that just I I would just take the one hundred and one, take Mahomes and the Superflex, and I'm that's that's it. And then I You're would good. Yep then I would just be coasting at quarterback for like about three rounds.
0: See, and, th- and this is what's going to make our listener league uh, draft fun because uh, Bill and I are, are co-owning the team, and I, I may even uh, uh, live tweet this as, as it's going on. Please. I'm, Sounds I'm like more, a lot of work. I'm more in your camp, Andrew. We're like, yeah, give me the 101, but like, let's start trading down. And well, if possible, assets. of course,
1: but um, like I'm super content ending up with the best quarterback well, of the next decade yeah. on my uh, my roster. Like, and you well, can always trade him as... later on too. Like, he is, yeah, just... that value is as
2: insulated as it gets. That's what yeah. Were just he's saying, right? essentially like, the yeah.
1: he is the tier one in my opinion so. by himself. I agree. Yes. Yep. Yeah.
2: So and it's hard to find that in any. Like, I don't think that's happened before. Like, it's almost yeah. always been, you know, McCaffrey, Kamara, Barkley, Zeke. There's, like, a couple. And then you got the quarterbacks. You got, like, Lamar was there last year and Mahomes. Yeah. And now you got Kyler Murray. Maybe he's – it's it's Mahomes. And then it's everybody else now.
1: Yeah. But, but you know, and it's all different individually, right? So, like, if – like, when – if Josh, Josh doesn't really do the whole ranking and tier thing, so, like, I'll be doing that for us. And then we can kind of hash it out. But, like, I could have – a a top 6 in my tier like a top 6 players in one t- tier 1 mm-hmm. well then take the 106 like i don't yeah. see there being an yeah. issue you want to say okay i know that i'm going to get pick you know 19 instead of 24 by doing that you know then i don't see any fault in that and not taking the risk of not being able to or of taking the risk of not being able to trade it so like, I don't have a problem taking the 104 if that's, like, you like four players pretty similarly. Like, I have no problem with that, especially if you like the 20th player instead of the 24th. So, like, those are, um, you know. Well, it, yeah, it's,
2: it comes back to we like to trade,
1: right? I am I yeah. I think
2: Josh and I are very much on the same page here, too. Like, I I would rather take the pick and trade back. But there are definitely, there have been drafts. And, you know, back when I first started, I didn't trade at all because I was always afraid of getting fleeced. So in that case, hell yeah, one hundred four, one hundred five. You know, puts me right in the middle. I can kind of play the board. But yeah. as I as I've done more of these, it, you get more risky, or you just kind yeah. of feel really like I don't know, I'll don't try it again. Let's try it this way. So and you don't too. have
1: to react to the runs as much when you're yep. more right. towards the middle. So I totally right. get that, and I think that that's a more cons- conservative decision. Yep. And I can't fault that. Like no. I'm totally down with that, and you know, so I don't think it's a like it's not what I would do. But I don't think that it's
2: wrong. I think the only wrong answer is one twelve, right? I mean, I think we oh, all agree it. that's the and one nobody like. That was what I
1: said. So, no, I'm just it, saying. Like,
2: <laughs> I just think that's the one place that if you have to pick, why would you take the? I mean, other than being polite to your listeners, that's a good point. But I'm just saying, you him, know, nice if you're, yeah, you're a terrifically nice gentleman, Bill. Yes. But I'm saying, if you if you if you my team, why would I take one twelve? Okay, I like twelve and thirteen. I guess, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of nice, but I don't think it's anybody's first choice. I mean, every right. other pick is ahead of
0: that. But yeah. yeah,
2: 104, 105, 106,
0: sure. Yeah. And he's in the chat. He said, well, mistake <laughs> one is in the books for me. But, it, but it's not a mistake, and here's why. Not a mistake, no. 1-4, you still have a lot of opportunity if your goal is to trade back. You have a lot of opportunity to do that because, let's face it, we're talking to Superflex here, so it's going to be Pat Mahomes at at one hundred and one. Honestly, I would I would guess three out of the, at least three out of the top four picks are going to be quarterback. Maybe Josh Allen gets in there. Maybe Kyler Murray gets in there. Well, you might uh, have somebody Sean like Watson. Herbert or,
2: or Prescott, or somebody jumps up at three and takes something interesting and mm-hmm. kind of changes the cascade of the whole first round too. Yeah. I've seen that happen where you you're like oh
1: CMC at uh, four yeah. and you know, win the league because CMC just says,
2: you know, here I go again. Players and one, Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: And, and, you know, and all of a sudden, yeah, let's say, let's say Deshaun Watson is there at, you know, at 104, you know. Are you telling me that, like, you know, especially if he gets traded to a team, he's happy now. Maybe, you know, we mentioned Vegas before, you know. if he wasn't
1: happy and he played like that, I don't want him to be happy.
0: (laughs) Man. You know, well, you know, but let, let's use, you know, Vegas as an example since we were talking about it earlier. Now he has Henry Ruggs, a deep guy. Now he has Brian Edwards, a big dude that can run. You know, he has Darren Waller, who's a monster. He actually has a running back in Josh Jacobs. Like, all of a sudden, we're like, oh, my God, Deshaun Watson. Like, he's going to throw for, like, 17,000 yards this year because, you know, now he's finally surrounded with, like, some real talent. And they have a good offensive line in, in Vegas, which he doesn't even know what that looks like having played in Houston for as long as he has. So um, all of a sudden you're going to get, you know, people are going to knock on that door and say, Hey, like uh, let's trade. So yeah, a mistake, honestly, no spot is a mistake. You can turn any spot in the first round into, you know, into quality, whether it's through a trade, whether it's by making a good pick, you know, uh, it's good. It's this will be a fun league, and I think maybe, uh, maybe I'll live tweet some of uh, the discussions that Bill and I have about. Uh, do will be giving
1: my uh, inside <laughs> info. Yeah,
0: yeah, it'll just be our arguments where I'm like, no, no, Bill, no Patrick Mahomes. We're we're trading. We're not this. taking Patrick Mahomes at one eleven. <laughs> On to the next tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not doing it. Let other some other sucker take him at one twelve. about that um so here's a good one and and, you know obviously andrew now you have a little bit of context this is from john p at j pip six dynasty Superflex tight end 1.5 premium startup strategy from the 111 who do you hope would fall to you in the first or and who are you reaching for in the second so uh do you want me to answer this so you guys don't give anything away i'll give i'll
1: I'll give away the answers
2: oh oh, we're gonna we're (laughs) gonna answer
0: we're gonna answer
2: well, well, I mean, okay, if, if I'm at 111 and it's coming down I and mean, it's super flex, right? So I'm, I'm probably targeting a quarterback with at least one of those two, right? If it depends on who's available, but there have been so many times I say that and I get in the draft and I end up coming out with, you know, like Devante Adams and Saquon Barkley. You know, where it's just like there's some crazy values that fall and I'm one of those guys that likes to play the board or play the room and I'm like 100. Yeah, let's let's just take the best player. I can figure out quarterback later. You know, I will end up playing, you know, Ben Roethlisberger and Mitchell Trubisky, but I got two studs at these positions. I mean, so it's hard to it's hard to predict that far away. And I, I hate using that as an answer, but at 111, I mean, so many things can happen by then. So I would say going into it, I'd probably say, well, I'm going to look for a quarterback at 11. And then if I don't, if I see a crazy value, I'll look for him on the, on the turn back. But even then, I I don't think you need to reach it either of those picks either, because there's usually somebody else reaching from my experience and I'll just take the value. Cause at this time of year, you really just want to try to get value. That's the whole point of the non point scoring season is just put value on your team and you can trade it, move it later. That's the way I play. So that's kind of my answer is I don't know if I'm reaching for anybody, but that's my strategy.
0: Well, and, and I think too, and you know, th- this is just talking obviously in like generalities, but you're talking about a 12 team super flex here. So the person at 111 has, they have 111 and then they have 202. Yep. So at some point, unless they are really confident in picking up QBs later, they're coming out of those two picks with at least one QB. Like, you know whether now I'm not saying it's 111. I'm also not saying you know it's not 111. But you know unless you know I mean our our uh, our brother Rocky Petrella is is picking at 110 in this league and he you know he's Mister you know I'll get him later. Give me the the Ben burger. I'll take the the 35 plus year old specials and you know a Jameis and, you know, maybe a Dwayne Haskins, Stash, and, you know.
2: Are rookie drafts included in the draft? Or is yeah, it rookie picks, picks are, are included. Because yeah. that's, yeah. another, that's another wrinkle, too, because I could see a yeah. 111 or even at 202 maybe taking 101 if they're available and just saying, all right, well, now I got Trevor Lawrence, too. So, like, that's a quarterback.
1: Right. But at
2: the same time, like, that, having the picks in the draft, it makes it more fun because ADP kind of shifts down a little bit more.
1: Yeah, And
2: so, right. I mean, that's another wrinkle, too, is that if somebody takes the 101 at 109 – Right now you're like, "Well, okay, so there's a crazy value coming my way, right? So that's just yeah. where I value things." But yeah, and, and when is your draft? You said it's next week. It
1: starts, it starts next Wednesday. Yeah. yeah.
2: So you've got only a little bit of time, really. It's not like it starts in May or something. I mean, you're going right. to you're going to be right in the throes of the uh, you know, non-point scoring season hype. So that'll be fun.
0: Someone someone'll take Cam Akers uh, at a <laughs> uh, at 103 and uh oh. and move it along. Actually, it's Larry Monkey. He's crazy enough to do that. So, uh, But go ahead. I hope
1: then. Justin Herbert falls to 111. And C.D. Lamb at 20, 202.
0: Man, you let me get C.D. Lamb. You ain't going to hear the end of it. I'll tell you that right now. I will. We're tell, i are not
1: picking them. I'm just giving out BS answers. So I'm, I'm
0: telling you right now. If you, I don't care if we get them at 202, 302, 10. Yeah, it's better you let,
1: not be 202. You let, you let, <laughs> that here, would be here, a reach. Here
0: you, here you go. Here's here's a fight that uh that Let's I'll look be, at uh, that ADP. See where he... Oh, he's uh,
1: 29. He's third round ADP. Yeah, okay. So we got to take him at two. Yeah. So we'd have to take him at 202, <laughs> 202 if we want him. You got to grab him. We're not taking a wide receiver. At First fight of the draft.
0: Bill won't let me have C.D. Lamb. What the fuck, guys? (laughs) But um, but yeah, I mean, but you're right, Andrew, because like 111 is like, you know, there are 10 people in front of you, which means like some at least one thing is gonna go wild, you know. Like you said, who are we
1: reaching for in the second round? So that would be a read, yeah.
0: C.D. Lamb, that's who we're reaching for. At this time
1: of year, the only people drafting right now are degenerates
2: like us. right? So like, okay. it's, it's always going to be crazy. That's what I love about drafts this time of year is that you really kind of whittle out all of the, the chaff and like all the people that barely play, they're not drafting in February. No, they're no. not serious. So it's going to nah, be great. Just, I'm just so to hear about it. That's right.
0: Now, I will say that uh, the, the person picking <laughs> at, at uh, 112 is also a Dallas Cowboys fan. So maybe CD Lamb doesn't even make it to us at two o two, and uh, if you want him,
2: you got to take him at two o one because they're going. He's he's going to two o two. He's gonna pick
1: Dak and uh, CD Lamb. Good stack. Yeah, that is a good stack actually. That
0: that Dak ain't making it past one eleven. I'll tell you that right now. Somebody better (laughs) take him.
2: You guys are taking seven players at both picks. How is that yeah, possible? Yeah,
0: because <laughs> we're trading. We're we're always right. trading. <laughs> we're gonna have seven picks in the first two rounds. How did we do it? I don't know. Who We'd wants Bill?
1: Josh is trading me during the draft.
0: I would never trade Bill. What Bill would, would it
1: take? Me. What would it take, Josh? Startup two hundred
0: two. I mean, like, startup two hundred <laughs> one. It wouldn't take that.
1: <laughs> Give him uh, another like a f- extra fifteenth rounder. He's listen, he's willing listen. to do that. <laughs>
0: If if someone happens to get their hands on C D Lamb before me, Bill could Bill could be had for a Ceedee Lamb. I'm just saying. C
1: D Lamb and a third. But I don't had, need, Or I don't Bill and a third. third. That's a whole I, other
0: wrinkle to
2: the draft. I like. Oh, it. Oh yeah, that's a fun one. You could have Bill that's, just all That's a losing proposition
0: year. forever. Trades for me, but. <laughs> nah, Bill. Bill. Bill is riding with me because Bill. Bill and I. We. We feel very similarly on a lot of players but we approach the game in different ways which is awesome because we i think we're going to bring that mix of
1: yeah so neither of us will be happy with our team at the end
0: (laughs) (laughs) perfect nobody's happy everybody wins
1: yeah a hybrid of garbage
0: bill (laughs) listen you know you're you're alliance fan so you're never happy and i'm just you know I'm just perpetually cranky, so I'm never happy either. So, I mean, let's Well, face I'm, it. I'm
1: that as well, just because of, <laughs> I'm old and cranky. But, but,
0: uh, but All yeah. right, Let's hit this last one. Okay. Let's hit the last one on the way out. So, <laughs> this is this is from Steve D, who's also in the chat at FF Swirly. How amazingly awesome is Josh Allen? If you were a true Bills fan, would you be able to live with yourself if you passed on him at the 101? In dynasty superflex startup. So, Drew, Drew, who I've also seen in the chat, it, uh, has the one hundred and one in the listener league. He picked the one hundred and one, and he is a he is a true blue uh, pun intended Bills fan. Uh, I I had a I had an agreement from him that if the Bills had won the Super Bowl, we would uh, we would both jump through cha- tables and raise money for charity. That's unfortunately, right. unfortunately uh, you know that didn't happen. But uh, Drew Drew's going to have to make a big decision. Is you know is he going to you know just take some guy from another team that he doesn't he doesn't follow and root for? Or is he going to take who lost the Super Bowl? Like why yeah. would you take yeah. a loser? I mean he didn't oh, even do he didn't even look
1: good. No, like, like- Andy lost me a bet. He he needed to get a touchdown at the end so I could have gotten two hundred seventy five yards and won a bet. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and guess and what? The players can't catch? Uh oh, just throws yeah, you know, it so right to
1: the other team. Not
0: to them. Yeah, and guess what Patrick Mahomes doesn't have? He doesn't have Stephon Diggs. He doesn't have Cole Beastly. He doesn't have any of that. So, I mean, Drew, I mean, if it were me, you know, Patrick Mahomes, hashtag not my quarterback, you know, I think I'd go with Josh Allen. You know, take him at the one oh one. It's your so only every, chance to
2: get him. He's not going to make it back. No, know, he
0: absolutely won't. You know, let, you know, I'm just saying if it was me and you know Bill and I had the 101, I don't think it would be much of a fight between Dak We'd Prescott be and
1: Jared Goff.
0: And, and Jared Goff, I don't think yeah. that fight would uh would last too long, but you know. <laughs> it would not. <laughs> but uh but you know, Dak Prescott 101, but I don't have that pick. You know, Bill and I don't have that pick, so you know, I'm sure we don't. Unfortunately, you know, I can't, you know, put my money where my mouth is. But I mean, Drew, I'm just I'm putting that out there for you. Maybe, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he just had surgery on his foot. Who knows? They might have to amputate that thing. I think you go with a <laughs> I think you go with, with Josh Allen, you know, hit two good feet. Uh Stefan Diggs. He plays in the great city of Buffalo. I've been there. I've actually been to Orchard Park, where the uh, where the Bills play. Beautiful stadium, and uh, and you show the league that not only are you a true fan, but you are talented enough with Josh Allen as QB one on your team to win the whole damn thing. So I like it. I like it. I think on that note, I think we uh, I think we ended. With a uh, with a great question, we ended on a high note. So, Andrew, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for oh, my pleasure uh, taking the time with <laughs> us. It was a great time. It was a ton of fun. Um, you know what? I want you uh, on the way out. Tell everybody uh, where they can find you, what you're doing, and where you're at.
2: Sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm on Twitter at Andrew Hall FF. I write for Pro Football Network. I've been there for two years now. Uh, it's the off season, so things kind of slow down for me writing wise, which is kind of nice uh, after the grind of the season. But I'm sure there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. I'm just starting to get into some more tape and start to see some of these players. There's a whole bunch of rookies in the third round that I've still I don't even know who they are. So I think it's going to be interesting to see some of this new rookie ADP come out now that that's rolled over in NFL. We can start doing some of that and kind of digging into some of that research as we get into free agency. So I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, I'll be posting a bunch of stuff on Twitter, just filling up your timeline with random Twitter polls and stuff. So it'll be great.
0: Yep.
1: Follow Andrew.
0: Yeah, for real. Follow Andrew because any anytime I see something that he's put out man, it's it's always a uh it's always a uh I always learn something. And that, you know, trust me. People think because I do a podcast like I, I actually know what I'm talking about. I just follow smart people so. and repeat well. <laughs> That's because you've done 66 <laughs> episodes with me, Bill. You know, so, some of the other people out there, you know, but it, it's because I follow smart people like Andrew yep. that, you know, they'd say the right thing and then I just repeat what they say and people actually think I know what I'm talking about. So um, that works, but yeah, follow him on Twitter. Um, you know, if you see it, if he drops an article and you see it, you best read it because you're going to learn something. So uh, on that note, you know, Thank you to uh, to everybody who was in the chat. You know, Short Logic, Steve Dennis, Lindsey Kennedy. Uh, I saw Two drinking in there earlier. Uh, Drew was in there. Appreciate all you guys. Appreciate the commentary, the chatter back and forth. Man, it's just like it's so much fun to see that that comment bar and it's just kind of popping up and people are are poking fun at fun at us. They're poking fun at each other. You know talking about uh, uh, their drafts and what they're going to do, and and it's just, it's a lot of fun, so uh, we appreciate that. If you're uh, if you are in the chat, make sure you hit subscribe, make sure you hit that bell so you know when we go live. Uh, If you're listening to us on podcasts, it's almost an hour and a half. That is a long time to do anything, and we appreciate the fact that you spent it listening to us and uh, talking about uh, what we've been looking at on the timeline. Uh, just remember to uh, rate and review that as well. Gets us out there, gets more eyes to see us, and maybe uh, you know we find a new uh, a new listener or two because of it. So, uh, Bill, uh, on that point, I think we're going to get out of here.
1: Late. See you.